Hi, everybody. This is Moshe Fried, and welcome to the very 19th episode of the Class Stars podcast. Today, we are fortunate to sit down with a wonderful teacher and the founder of a Facebook group that now has close to 5,500 teachers, teachers t- helping teachers on Facebook, Callie Williams. The big question is, how do teachers like us, who are being pulled in so many directions, with so many demands and so much to do, how do we make sure that we not only get through our lesson as planned, but also make sure that every child is noticed every day, and that each one gets the attention they need to succeed? That is the question, and the Class Stars podcast is here to give you the answer. Here is your host, Moshe Freed. We're privileged to be joined today by Callie Williams, who is one of the founders of the Teachers Helping Teachers Facebook group that now boasts, I think, about five and a half thousand teachers, mm-hmm. um, almost five and a half thousand teachers, 5.4 thousand members. Um, it's a fantastic group that I was lucky to be in. You know, it's a closed group, so you have to be allowed in. And I was allowed in. I feel very privileged about that. And the support and the advice that I've been getting from the teachers in that group has been absolutely amazing. And a lot of the feedback that you have given has also been very, very meaningful. Obviously, you. you know, yes, yes. And and as soon as, you know, I remember it was the comment, you know, you had said, well, that's why we made this group so that we can support each other and help each other. And it just like a light bulb went up, went off in my head. And I said, you know, I've got to get Callie on the podcast because to have a group of five and a half thousand people, I'm, I'm on, on a few teachers groups and you know, there's an open group that I'm on that has, you know, a, a lot more teachers on it, but closed groups, it's not easy to get five and a half thousand teachers in your group. You must be doing something right. There's something about this community that is special. And I wanted to hear more about it. Obviously, you know, you're a really, really good teacher. So I want to hear about the journey as a teacher, you know, what brought you into education, how you got involved in, in the Facebook group and starting the Facebook group. And, and I see that there are a few people who started there. There are a number of admins. Um, there are about four or five. It looks like there are five admins on this group. So you've, you've got a group of probably five colleagues or friends that got together and decided to start this group. But let's start from the beginning. What, what, you know, what, what made you go into the field of education? So um, I, this is my 17th year teaching. Um, And I, I, um, you know, I, I, I think when I started college, I thought I wanted to teach. And so I was headed towards education. But my senior year, I actually changed my major and had decided I was going to be in the School of Communications and wanted to be a technical writer and um, random story but that didn't pan out I once I graduated then it was hard to find a job and my dad actually is the person who said to me my mother taught kindergarten for 38 years wow. um, kindergarten she taught a little bit of second grade in when we lived in Alabama but and since we live mostly in Florida and she taught kindergarten and she retired from the school she was at. But um, he said to me one time when I was home from college, when I was still trying to decide what I'm going to do um, and about to graduate and didn't know what was going to happen because nothing was painting out. And he said, I just want to tell you one thing. And he said, um, 
if you want to have a family, a teacher is the best job because you will be on the same schedule as your children. Like you'll, you'll have that winter break time, the spring break time, the summertime with your family. And I really thought, you know, like, okay, you're right, but I really know what I want my job to be. And I thought <laughs> he said that, but okay, never mind. And um, I didn't, nothing was panning out. So my dad actually is the one who said, well, you want me to see, um, you know, if I know someone that um, can call one of the principals and see if you could teach while you're looking for a job. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll come back home, live in my hometown and teach one year while I look for a job. And by Christmas time, one of the people I had interviewed in Nashville, they called me and said, you know, we, that the other person we had chosen over you, we had to let them go. And we want to offer you a job as a technical writer. And I said, well, actually I love what I'm doing. I have been wow. teaching since August. So it was like, however many months that is. Um, wow. And I said, I, I love it. I love coming to work. And, and that was year one. And now 17 years later, I'll say, wow. I feel that way still. I, wow. I love what I do. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was a, like not the direction I thought I was heading, but it, it wow. did point back and. Wow. That's good. So what, so what did you love about it? What was it that, that you loved so much? Well, I mean, it's definitely number one is my students is that, is what we were already kind of talking about the relationship building and um just i like every day is different if i had become a technical writer i would have sat in a cubicle and not talked to people and got to make the you know the the aha moments with my students like when a light bulb goes off that is like I'm a total nerdy teacher that i am like that is my like oh i live for it i love it like so um you know, I just, I, I really care about my students and they have made a difference in my life. So it's just become like my passion. And I think that too, out of all that is what came to be like, I, I just, I wanted to um, connect with teachers and I, and I felt like that was a link to teaching all together. Like my first year, it was definitely, I just felt like I was like, what do I do now? What? And they gave me a room and they gave me this, these kids and desks and what do I do? Like, I didn't really have like, I mean, they gave me the textbooks, but there wasn't like a map. It wasn't like, here's the instruction book too about what to do now in your room. Um, and so that's kind of where my idea came from for the group that I wanted to figure out a way to like connect teachers. And um, so I, I literally, I, 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 I started that group and I just added people that I could think of and knew. And then I reached out to some friends that I wanted a, I, the admins are purposeful there. Um, there's a middle school teacher, a high school teacher, an elementary teacher, and a homeschool teacher. And so I thought I wanted to get all those different right. levels. And, um, and I told them, I said, you know, I'm looking to see if maybe you would help me. Because at that point, when I asked them to be admins, I think we had gotten close to a thousand. Wow. And so I said, I'm like, the group is growing. And <laughs> so I need a little bit of help if y'all are willing to help me out. And they all were like, yeah, that'd be great. And I think it's great. I love that people are posting questions and ideas and resources and yes. you know, everything. And I mean, I still, I can't believe that there are more than a 5,000 people in the group. Amazing. And it's growing yeah. because when I joined, which was not that long ago, it yeah. was not, it was, it was just over a thousand. It was just over 5,000. You know, you, you, you've gotten several yeah. hundred people join, you know, just. I mean, in there are days when I go and look and the friend requests are like 60 
friend requests in a day. So, yeah. and it sometimes is people adding their friends that um, are teachers, but um, that's why too, at some point we added the questions to joining because right. I was like getting requests and I'm like, I really don't know anything about them. So we added just asking, where do you teach and what do you teach? Right. Just to make sure. So, um, but we get people who are studying education that are, you know, right. are, or interning too, and they're looking for a job and people post about jobs and sure. I think that's awesome. And it is awesome. It really, said. really is. It really is awesome. You know, to your point that you said before that, you know, you love teaching these kids and, and giving them that aha moment, you know, there's nothing in the world like the, the look on a child's face, yes. whether they're kindergarten, like your mother taught or fifth grade, like you teach, or, or even in high school where they figure something out, like the light bulb goes on in their head and they suddenly realize like that their world has expanded and opened up, you know, that yeah. look on their face is just priceless, right. you know? And of course, like you said, you know, building the relationships with them, you know, yeah. it's, I, I always, I always think that it's not the, it's not the way you teach math that makes a child remember you for the rest of their life. It's the way you open their mind. It's the way you care for them. Yeah. And, you know, hearing you talk this way, is really really fantastic. I just I do teach high school. Oh, you do teach high school. I, I thought you said fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. No, I no ninth. I have ninth through twelve, but I have oh, two. Oh boy! Two wow. of my classes are ninth grade only. So. Oh wow! Oh, ninth grade only. Okay, okay. I missed. Yeah, I missed yeah sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Okay, no okay. Well, high school. Well, high school can be challenging. It is. Yeah. High school can be challenging. One of the things that I've noticed, and and tell me what you think about this. You know, because I've been, I've been looking at, you know, I've been doing some research online, looking mm -hmm. at different schools and how they perform. And one thing that I noticed, and I really look primarily because I'm from New York, I was looking in the New York area. Mm -hmm. You know, when you do a search, there's a website called greatschools.org and they rate all the schools. They have different ways of rating. I don't, I don't know if, if teachers like their way of rating or not, but they have different ways of rating the schools. And I noticed that when you do a search of elementary schools, you get a lot of top rated schools. Mm -hmm. And when you and when you get to the high school in the same region, the ratings drop off drastically. So you can have like when you do a search of elementary schools, you can go through like many, many schools that are rated like 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10. You go to high school and, you know, after two pages, you know, after two lists, you know, how they give you like the results, like 20 on a page. Mm -hmm. After two pages, you're already down like at five or four in the high schools. And I, and I just like was thinking like how. It's crazy how the drop-off of performance between elementary school and high school is so drastic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know if anybody talks about this or if anybody explains this or if anybody understands this really well, but what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I do, I think, you know, I think they're high school, our kids are older and they're at that point, I think they've made that decision a lot of times it's sadly, I, I'm afraid that a lot of them don't like school. I mean, I, my own children, I have a kindergartner, a third grader and a fifth grader. And I would just say they're still, they're at that euphoria phase still in elementary where they are like, yeah. I love it. And I don't know, like, I mean, cause I, you know, I hope my students love my class, but right. I know there are days that they probably are like, oh, we got to do this again, or we've got to do vocabulary or we've got to do whatever, but I, I, something that I, I even just had this thought the other day that I'm like, I just, sometimes I feel like we're getting to the point where people aren't seeing education as a blessing, as a gift to them, you know, they're just, they don't, 
it's not appreciated just to have an education. I mean, it's not as appreciated as it once was that it was a, you know, it was a privilege to be able to get this education. And now it's, you know, I feel like so many, like, and I don't want to say that, like I have, I, and I teach journalism too. So my like yearbook kids are like, they just, we do things differently. It's a different class than most classes on campus. But um, I just think the apathy level is, is high. And I just, you know, it, it's something we have to, you know, struggle with and um, help our students with, help them through that because when they get to careers and things like that too, and things after high school, they you know, they've got to stay with it and keep yeah. in, you know, keep working. And, and so it's, it's hard, it's a battle. And, you know, I, I mean, it's something that as teachers, we've just got to, you know, help our students through and hopefully we can, you know, help them be successful. It's tough. It's tough. What do you think we can do about this? Like, to try, yeah, I know we're not going to solve the world's problems in, in, in a half an hour, yeah. but, you know, but, but I'll tell you something that I was thinking and tell me what you think about this, you know, because, you know, I'm for setting like a, a foundation well, when I say that I'm for it, I'm sure everybody's for it. But, you know, but I wonder, like, if we think about education, we have to think about education differently than we used to, because so many things are different, including like what you just said. But another thing that I hear from a lot of people, and obviously this will vary from, from you know, community to community, you know, there are a lot of kids that don't have the back, the support at home that, you know, that, that, they, that was much more common a generation ago, you know, whether it's because of poverty or because of broken families or whatever, you know, but they just don't have the support at home. You know, there was one principal that I'm pretty friendly with who told me that he, the way he structures his school is he doesn't count on the parents for anything because he knows that they're not going to come through. So, so it's, it's a full service, it's a full service, you know, system. They take care of everything. They feed them in the morning. They make sure that they eat properly. They bring in a the dentist comes to school to whichever kids need dental work. You know, it's it's really like the full full service. And and he's, you know, he he's recently retired, but you know, he was in New York City and he had one of the top ten schools. You know, year after year, his school you know performed at the at the highest level, and all of his kids were from from disadvantaged homes, and you know, he, he, he didn't rely on the parents at all. He totally did not rely on them. But besides for that, you know, when I talk about the foundation is maybe instead of getting into the teaching right away is, is to build on these foundational skills. You know, maybe we need to teach kids that school is important in a way that, that, that you know, that they can relate to. I don't yeah. know. You know, I'm not really yeah. sure. But I think, you know, like things that we used to take these things for granted, like you said, yes. you know, an education is, is a privilege. It's so valuable on so many levels and you can't even appreciate it as a child. But when you, but when you live in a culture and a society that just does, it, it's just pervasive. It's in the air, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's not pervasive. It's not in the air anymore. So we need to explain it. We need to break it down and we need to tell kids, you know, why is school important? You know, as a social worker, I work with kids so often and they'll tell me like, why do I need to learn this? I'm not going to need it for any kind of job unless I want to teach it. Yeah. You know, that's a common argument that I get. And, and, and what I try to explain to them is that it's not about that at all. You know, first of all, you have to know how to deal with things that you don't like to deal with. That's, that's number one. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to have a job and, and you might not like it one day and you're not going to be in a position to quit. 
because you're going to have a family and you're going to need to take care of them. So you're going to have to come in and, and deal with it anyway. So this is good practice for that. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's just to get started and we can talk more about it. And obviously, you know, there's a lot to say on this, but you know, just to lay down that foundation and you know, like I talk about also the, you know, the relationship and you had mentioned this too, the relationship that you develop with these kids. Mm -hmm. I had a kid, I had a kid come into my office yesterday, literally yesterday. I got a call from his uncle. Okay. The story is that his, this, this boy's mother had passed away a number of years ago and his father, I don't know what the story is with his father, but he's not really too involved. So this boy is living by his uncle and he's in high school he's 15 years old. And he was at a point where the school told him he can't come back to school unless he's seeing a therapist. And he was like, okay with that. So I won't go back to school. And he refused to see a therapist. They finally got him to see one therapist. But after 15 minutes of the first session, the boy left and he said, forget it. I'm not coming back here. I'm not interested in this. And so they convinced him to give it another shot. And they called me and, and they told me about this background. Obviously I was prepared for this because otherwise I don't know how I would have handled this. But he came in and I, and I told him, listen, you know, the most important thing for me is that you should be comfortable. And, you know, I know that your school wants you to come here and obviously we'll deal with that at some point. But for now, I just want to get to know you as a person. Tell me what you're good at. Tell me what your strengths are. Tell me what you like. You know, let's build on that. He was telling me some of the YouTube channels that he likes watching. You know, I pulled out my tablet and we went through some of them together you know, and then the session was over and I said, you know, look, you know, would you come, would you come back again? And he said, sure. We, he made another appointment for the next day. His uncle called me this morning and he was just completely shocked. You know, he couldn't believe it because it, it was such a turnaround from, from the time before. Now, obviously in a therapy one-on-one -on -one environment, it's so much easier to do this than in a classroom. But if we had this mindset in a classroom, imagine what we can do. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think connecting with the students is like, I mean, one of the biggest parts is just like I do that like right from there. I don't even and a good friend of mine he teaches in Missouri and he and I saw he, he tweeted this on his he started school I don't remember if it was a week after we did or what but uh, when it was his first day of school he said he tweeted out he said the first day of school only happens once so don't talk about rules and don't talk about the syllabus today and that's that's what I, I mean I we had already started by them but I did the same thing on the first day I was like I mean this is crazy but my yearbook staffs we married the yearbook they had a wedding on the first day we had cake I dressed in a black robe because I was the officiate for it. Um, but we literally they were all like what are we doing and everybody you know we just we did this thing my principal actually came and was part of it and um, said some words but um, I was like, yeah, I want them to, I want them to feel comfortable in the space. Like feel like my classroom yeah. is like a place that like, Hey, it's just like our, you know, it's, you're welcome to hang out here. It's our home. It's our, this is where we'll be spending this year. So, yeah. but I think that's part of that is just that, I mean, I think connecting with the students and, you know, kind of figuring out, I, I, that's why too, I have like a thing, I didn't do it on the first day, but like the second or third day, we do a, like a classroom scavenger hunt also, like they nice. have to do things, we did that I think on the second day, and um, and I have like a little sheet I have them fill out that says like, it's like, what's your mom's name, but then the next one might be, what's your favorite music, nice. <laughs> the next one is, what's your mom's phone number, <laughs> like, you know, it gets all the <laughs> vital information I need, but it also asks them things, like, and I ask them all for their birthdays, and I post everybody's birthday in my classroom, nice. um, but just some things like that to like, just for that 
relationship piece of it because I think that's so important. It's it's so important. But one of the things you know that I've been getting pushback when I talk to you know obviously like I had mentioned before, a lot of the stuff most teachers get it. Many teachers get it. I should say I can't say most. I, I don't know that I've spoken to enough teachers to say most, but I've yeah. spoken with many many teachers over the years, and many of them get it. But many of them think that they are doing this and they're not because I'm working with their kids and their kids are telling me, you know, my teacher thinks that she's addressing this issue or that issue where they think that they're providing this, you know, comfortable supportive environment and they aren't, you know, one of the places where I see this, you know, occasionally I will run into a situation and this is more in private schools than in public schools where I find this, where you'll have somebody that has a dual role, two roles in the school, like a principal type role and a teacher type role. And those two roles are, are a conflict of interest because the principal can't be the teacher. You know, when the teacher can't be the principal, the principal, you know, has to defend the rules of the school, you know, has to represent the school for the, mm-hmm. you know, for the student. And the teacher has to represent the child for the school. You know, they, they're, they're on different sides. So when you have one person that's maintaining both roles, you know, and, and, and when I point this out to these people, they're like, yeah, yeah, we take care of it because, and they'll give me some reason why they think they're taking care of it. And they're not they're, you know, the awareness of this just, you know, I don't know how to raise that awareness of, of, of this issue for those that don't get it. You talk to them and they think they get it. That's what do you think about that? You get that? Do you, do you find that? Is that your, you know, your experience too? And, and if it is like, what can we do about that? I mean, I think like that's part of like the group that I started on Facebook too is to kind of, you know, and I think I want to say thank you because I think you've done a great job too of once you came in there and starting to, you know, post your questions and I've enjoyed even just seeing the people connecting with that and, you know, you're asking relevant questions about this. And so I think too, if there's teachers that aren't thinking that way or think they're doing it, but maybe aren't fully doing it, um, you know, I'm hoping that that sparks them to like, you know, help them think about it. But that's kind of, you know, I feel like, I think, if, and I, I always say, I think, you know, what, what happens trickles down, like from your admin to your teachers, my behavior, my mood in the class can totally affect my students. And so, sure. I think, you know, if we, if teachers can connect to each other and build each other up and encourage each other and do what, what I envisioned this Facebook group to do that I think it can spread and it can, you know, hopefully, you know, trickle into all the classrooms and, you know, at least it's a start 5,000 oh, teachers hopefully yeah. oh, boy. somehow are impacted and affected. And yeah, that's, that's my goal amazing. with that. It's amazing. It's an amazing goal. And what you've done is re- it's really, really amazing. Thank it's you. really amazing. Every time I look at it, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm able to ask a question to 5,000 people. Yeah. at once and and you know i'm not getting 5000 responses but there are you know enough responses yeah you know and enough people that are tagging it you know in other ways sharing it or liking it or you know whatever however they interact with it that you see it's it's causing you know it's 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 doing something you know it's yeah. doing something and we're all we're all on board and and it's definitely a great thing so we have a few minutes left what, what were the big challenges, if you had any challenges over the last 17 years of teaching, what was like the big obstacle, you know, that you struggled with that you needed to overcome? Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, I think, I, I think early a struggle for me was classroom management, like you know, just kind of 
thinking of great teachers I had and I try trying to be like them. <laughs> and I really, I, I, I even just, I shared this this summer at a workshop I went to the, with a friend of mine that I said, I was like, you know what? I feel like I've been spending like 16 years <laughs> trying to implement, like trying to impersonate other people. <laughs> like I've been trying to be like this teacher or teachers even in my own building that, I mean, I teach with so many amazing teachers and there's so many of them that I'm like, I want to be, I want my classroom to run just like that or like this or do this or, you know, I, the yearbook too. I'm like, there's so many people I look up to in my little yearbook world. And I'd be like, I want to be like that yearbook advisor. And this summer was like a epiphany for me where I was like, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm doing some great things and I I can do them my way. And I, I, am, I can be great at this. And I hope someone might look to me and go, oh, I want to, I want to do that. Or I think that's neat. And, um, so I think like for so long I was like classroom management was the first thing, but then even just the way it, class procedures and figuring out, and I kept thinking like, Oh, they've got the right answer. The way I do it is wrong, but it wasn't that. And, and, and I realized too, like, I always have said like, Oh, as a teacher, you have to be flexible, like no matter what, which I mean, you do like, I have to know that my class might be totally on it today. Like today was a good day for me, like all day. Like I felt like everything just, you know, Clicked. the lessons we did, the things we did today really worked. Whereas some days it may totally bomb. And I used to get upset about that and be like, oh, what did I do wrong? But it's not that it's like, I, I take it now and I'm like, okay, <laughs> this little piece of that didn't work. So that part I'm throwing out or this part I need to change and I want to do it like this or you know, I, something crazy I do is every day we get a new seating chart. So, um, I have, I have eight tables in my room with four seats at each. And so my tables are numbered. They get a table number when they come in my door and that's where they sit. And I love it because it mixes it up. They're used to it now. Like they're not in the very beginning and we're only three weeks in, but in the beginning they're like, please put me at the table with so-and-so. But they've realized now, like, I may get to sit with that person eventually, but I'm tomorrow I'm going to move anyway. So they don't even ask, but just, um, but that's something too, that like, I just last year started doing that. And I'm really like, I love that. And I have kids who say, I love that we get a new seat every, like that I don't even know what to expect. And I'm not right. going to sit with the same people. And, and we do discussion in class. We, you know, we, but that way too, it's always, they're always discussing and doing things with different people. So, but, it, but I really am like, oh, that's something cool. I do in my class that, it really works and that's great. You know, and that's your own thing. That's your own yeah. thing. You put yeah. it on your own. Yeah. That's great. And I think, I think it's even more than that because I think that when, you know, it's, it's funny how like kids notice things about us that we don't even yeah. realize. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And <laughs> so you have to be like, re- you got to be really, really careful, especially high school kids, by the way, uh-huh. you know, cause oh, I yeah. have, I have two girls that are in high school, my own daughters and they come home and they talk about their teachers and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I'm not a high school teacher. Right. <laughs> It'll all be imitating me and, and all that, yeah. you know, but, but when you do something that is, that is you, that is an expression of you, you're teaching these kids to, to be themselves too. Mm-hmm. You know, they're taking that example. You're a role model for them, whether you like it or not. And, and that's really, you know, to me, the greatest thing when, when you can do something that's just you being you mm-hmm. and you teach these kids, you know, listen, of course, you learn from everybody. You know, there's no question yeah. about that. And you and you want to, you know, emulate and mimic the people in your life that you look up to and the experts and all that. That's great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but don't forget about yourself. Right, right. You know, don't forget about that, yourself. And that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I think I, I think I did. And I'm like, now I'm like, 
you know what? It's okay. <laughs> and there is no, there's no like answer out there that I've, I've been searching and I didn't find it. <laughs> so <laughs> I can say like that, you know, it's, it, different things work in different classrooms and, you know, and we, that's what too, like people at my school that are amazing. I'm like, they do it differently in the room and that's totally okay. And, and it, it works in our rooms and that's what matters for our students. So but, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, Kelly, thanks so much for spending some time. Yeah. We, should, we should really do this again. I can, I feel like I can sit here and talk with you all day about this stuff. Aww. Really, well, really. Thank good. you. I want to say thank you too for even inviting me to be a part of this because I think it's really awesome. I love all things teachers. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And let's, so let's spread the word. Let's, let's, yeah. let's encourage each other yeah, because yeah. the future, the future depends on it. Really. It's, it's big thank stuff. You. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to getting your comments on the Facebook group and, and being in touch. All right. Thank you very much. Me too. All the best. Take care. All right. You too. I hope you got value from this podcast. And please, before you go, if you can just subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with your friends, that will be really, really amazing. Thanks so much. See you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Class Stars podcast. To learn more about our vision for education, subscribe to us, visit our website, take our free training, sign up for the newsletter, and follow us on social media. Join the revolution in education and become a class stars today, empowering educators one episode at a time.